And welcome everybody to the bye week edition of the Pulse of Fins Nation. I am your host, Lewis Sung. I am joined by my co-hosts, Ron Caneth and Chris Early, otherwise known as Duke. We are here to discuss what's going on here with the Miami Dolphins as they head into the bye week. We've got a lot of different stuff going on. Daniel Barry sports highlights in the live YouTube chat. Hello to you two as well. We're really glad to have you here. Now, we want to go ahead and we're going to be able to get all this stuff going here. I know that uh, Ron Caneth is dealing with some... Uh, producer issues he can no longer produce right now his computer currently, <laughs> not currently. is not functioning no so we're uh we're working through that we're working through that we'll get everything up and running and uh for once again make sure that if you have not already done so if you're not aware we are going to be after this show is done live it will available it will be available rather on the three yards per carry podcasting spots so spotify google uh, apple Podcasts, wherever you end up listening to three yards per carry this show is going to be archived and placed on their feed as well make sure you go on to only fins only three dollars a month on discord to get some of the latest news that you're not going to see anywhere else it will not be reported on twitter you're not going to see it on twitter don't look for it so but if you want to get in there only three dollars a month on only fins it's the best three dollars a month you could possibly buy just for the sake of argument and just to do some mental math for everybody even though anybody can do this mental math, even I can do this mental math, $3 a month, 12 months out of the year, $36 a year for news that you're going to get way before everybody else. So you're going to be the smartest guy in the room at work or wherever you want to talk dolphins. So just a little thought. All right, gentlemen, just uh, we're going to get into it a little bit more during the show, but just real quick, how are you guys feeling right now? I feel good, actually. Not, no uh no concerns no nothing. no i actually i actually think a lot of good came from that game saw a lot of things i wanted to see and feel like they're gonna start to uh round off some of these uh unsmoothed edges here but th- the biggest thing we've been concerned about what all all season is is what defense some big defense and man like it's Starting to come together. I understand the offense didn't really put it all together. They were also playing one of the top defenses in the NFL. Um, I'm encouraged. I, I'd say that's the word of the day for me would be encouraged. When you hear the secret word, scream real loud. I will not do the Pee Wee Herman scream. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'll get into my my issues and I'll we'll get into all that. But before that, really quick, once again, want to mention that as always, this show is brought to you by our good friends over at PrizePicks.com. PrizePicks.com is a revolutionary fantasy platform where you can now pick up to six different players across professional sports leagues, whether that's the NFL, the NBA, the MLB, one of each. It's up to you to decide. Just choose whether your chosen player will get more or less than their projected stat. They give you free squares, special Taco Tuesday promos, Flex Friday specials where you can get your money back if you lose or multiply the amount of money you can normally win so with offers like that it's hard to justify not signing up if you're any kind of a fantasy sports fan so use the promo code five that's f-i-v-e and they will match up to 100 dollars on your initial deposit when you sign up get the promo code five f-i-v-e go to pricepicks.com deposit your 100 and let price picks give you 100 of their dollars for you to play with and get started winning today this show is also affiliate sponsored by my Nintendo store. So we're all gamers at heart, I really feel like. And Nintendo's been there for us for nearly 50 years, creating all-time classics that are remembered by every generation growing up. And right now, they have special deals going on for what are sure to be more top-selling games in Nintendo's endlessly long lineup. For instance, as you see right now on the screen, if you're watching this live, Super Mario RPG, a classic from the days of the Nintendo 64, is being completely remastered from the ground up and will be releasing on November 17th. So that's 10 days from now for new audiences 
chance to enjoy Mario's first ever RPG adventure. And also out right now is Super Mario Wonder, the Mario Brothers' latest completely new game that is already receiving rave reviews from both critics and actual gamers alike. Just click the links in the description below this YouTube video to order or pre-order either of these awesome titles and you'll be receiving bonus items upon making your purchase. My Nintendo Store, your best and quickest gateway to the world of Nintendo. So um, I asked for that one for Christmas. Which one? <laughs> Wonder. Yeah, the, the well, side scrolling Mario. one. Really? I, I figured I figured oh, you'd yeah. be the uh, the Super Mario RPG guy. No, come on, I'm older than dirt. I love the side scrolling games, man. So it's what I grew up on. Okay, fair enough. But uh so I me personally, if I'm ever gonna do anything Nintendo, it has to be uh I, I'm not really a Mario guy per se. Like I, I would much rather play something like a Zelda or even oh, a Pokemon God. before I go to to go to Mario. I got like a stack of uh, not like a stack. I got a stack of a Nintendo Switch games I'm staring at right next to the monitor there. What are they your Nintendo Switch game? Parking station <laughs> as well. That that okay. I I haven't played with in forever. Okay, but those are your Switch games or the uh, family Switch games? Well, it's a combination of <laughs> we buy games, we kind of buy them for for me and the family. I guess this is this is good talk since we're coming off of the the uh, promo there, but uh whenever we buy games it's just kind of for me and uh, with my kids who are, you know, adult kids, but uh uh they they don't play a lot of Switch, so I don't even play a lot of Switch, but if I'm going to play something these days it's the Switch for sure. I still have a I still have a couple stacks of old NES games too. So uh, I'll break off th- those every once in a while, but if you go into the Nintendo store, you can play a lot of those games like through the, uh, I forget what it's called, whatever the Nintendo, there's like a yearly thing you can buy, have access to like an Nintendo online on the Nintendo online. Yeah. Yeah. Basically like the, that. Yeah. Basically it's a uh, switch online. They have uh, a lot of different games that you can pre-order like retro games that they're adding onto the store all the time. So uh, probably the original super Mario RPG might be even up there. I'm not sure. I haven't kept track, well, but. Yeah, most of the most of the ones that are not third party games, you can you can play in there. Most oh, yeah, third party stuff you can't get. That's why I have the NES uh, carts as well. All right, that's enough <laughs> gamer right. talk. <laughs> my my father saying the that we t- my my boys as in me and my brother took over all his games. Like that's no, how it you, works. You uh, <laughs> you gate you let me use that stuff. So I mean. Hey, Lewis, I, I, I didn't know he lost his NES I, games. Too, I know so. he didn't have NES. We were a, we were a Sega family, so that's why I'm such a big Sonic fan. Oh so yeah, I had, I had we, Sega Genesis as my, as well. My first exposure to video games was the Sega Genesis, and then uh, one day my father came home with a Dreamcast while we were in Virginia with uh with my with uh since my father was in the Navy, and so he just he brought we played Sonic Adventure. He he could not get past. The first boss, he could not figure out that you needed to tap A twice to make Sonic do a homing attack, so he could actually hurt the boss. So he just kind of ran around, and uh, it was like looking back on it now, I thought to myself, "My father's the gaming genius. Surely he knows something. Maybe the game is broken." And of course, going back now, it's like, "Oh, well, you just needed to push another button. That's all." All right, one so. one last gaming fact because you said your first exposure was Sega Genesis. My first exposure to video games was Atari Twenty Six Hundred when I was six years old. Yes, I'm that old. Even if I don't look it, I am that old. I had an Atari 2600. I played E.T. I played Pole Position. I played Frogger. I played Cubert. All right, enough of that. Let's talk about some Dolphins. Well, hey, no, Duke. Yeah. Poor Duke hasn't said anything about anything here. I, I, I grew up on the Atari as well. Asteroid, Missile Command, Frogger, Pitfall. Pitfall, um, yeah. So, 
Joystick. All right, guys, we, Joy- I gotta go. Joystick I, I can't do the show. Like... I gotta go play some old retro video games. <laughs> <laughs> some high-impact sh- football or something. I don't know. Yeah. All right, so let's actually talk some football. So, I, uh, as Duke is aware, I kind of went off during the post-game show, and uh, Ron, you weren't there, but basically, I, I was, I was really upset by how it all went down because. I, I I called it. I really did. I called it during that game. Who was the guy that I said was going to be my zero for that football game? Tyreek. Yeah. And you, and, yeah, that was a good call. Yeah. yeah. He didn't do. No, he, and the, the, the biggest thing that frustrated me about the whole thing was that Tyreek was talking all this smack about what he was going to do to Kansas City. And he didn't do nothing. In fact, he did, yeah, in, he, they didn't he, get that work. No, he, he didn't get. <laughs> no. And in fact, he may be responsible for why the Dolphins did not win in the first place. No, Smythe is responsible. No, Durham Smythe is responsible. Di- Durham Dolphins Smythe that missed that block. And that's why Tyreek fumbled the ball. Probably a good chance we win that game if it wasn't for that. Now, there's a lot of it. Also, a good chance we win that game if, um, you know, Connor Williams doesn't miss snap the ball a little bit at the end because they have a lot of wide open the because they. They went out like an all-out blitz, almost like a zero blitz, uh, which is really stupid to do against Miami. Casey uh, uh, got lucky that Connor Williams kind of missnapped that ball. Slash, Tua didn't handle the ball. It's kind of it's on them both, really. Like it was yeah, there. Tua needs to handle it. However, Connor Williams needs to make a better snap. Yeah, there was Dolphins had plenty of opportunity to at least tie that game, maybe win it. Um, I'm, I'm. We've gotten closer each time we play these better teams. Uh, fun fact, the 99 Rams beat, I think, one team over 500 when they faced them for the entire season, won the Super Bowl. I think Cincinnati beat no teams when they went to the Super Bowl a couple years ago. There's a bunch of interesting facts out there about teams that have, you know, have maybe poor showings or not great showings against top teams, but blow out. Uh, inferior competition and then go to the Super Bowl. There's a lot of data supporting uh, CK on if you, I mean, if you're listening to this through the three YPC feed, then you definitely heard the last podcast from um, three arts for carry gang. CK has a bunch of stats on it towards the end of the show. I, I suggest to go back and listen. I'm sure you probably already have. Um, I'm not worried about it. Like I know I said, I wasn't worried about the bills blowout either. And I wasn't, and, you know, I was I was more disappointed in the Eagles game than I was in this Kansas City game, honestly. But uh, yeah, that, that's just me, Duke. I don't know how you feel about the whole game and the the state of the Miami Dolphins to this point, halfway through the season. Well, uh, I, I tend not to try to overreact in the moment because it it stings when, when the losses happen. But you look at the numbers we had. Uh, nearly 30 more yards in Kansas City. And when you think about how our offense played, that was not to the standard we expect. Uh, and I, I know those guys are missing some playmakers, but the defense held them to 14 points, um, 267 yards, uh, got after Patrick Mahomes. They didn't rush the ball very well. And I said on the post-game show, not counting the the, the kneel downs at the end of the game, um, Kansas City had 20 plays for 48 yards in the second half on five drives. So, um, you know, to your point, a, a week four win against Buffalo is about as meaningful as a week three win against Buffalo last season. Um, 
it doesn't do anything for you in the playoffs. Um, you've got to get there. And obviously you want to have a, you'd prefer to have a home field, uh, whether it's throughout or at least a home playoff game and, and every AFC East team lost. So Miami didn't lose any ground there. Um, and they've still got ground that they can make up. They play at the Ravens later this season. So that's a team that they can get a game on. Um, but regardless, it's about playing the best ball that you can. And I think Mike McDaniel says this. It's about playing the best ball late in the year. And so Miami's – they've had one game all year that was a, a really complete game, and that was the Denver game. Every other game they've played, they've had some sloppiness that showed up against better teams, and it's been kind of masked by inferior teams. Uh, they had They gave up 10 points against the Giants on a pick six and then a turnover inside their own red zone um, that led to 10 points. If the Giants were a better team, that's that could have meant a, a loss. But the Giants are a terrible team right now, and so uh, it didn't affect them. So they need to get these, some of these things cleaned up. But if you can do that later in the season, and then you get into the playoffs, and you've got some of those things kind of ironed out, well, that's when it matters, right? So – a week four win if they go if they beat Philadelphia or they beat the Buffalo or they win this game that doesn't mean anything if they get to the playoffs and then they look sloppy again. So it's better to get this kind of stuff out of the way and it hurts in the moment. But you've got the bye week, you've got guys coming back from injury, um, you're getting healthy at a good time. And think about it: last year Miami was six and three. Also, they were eight and three at one point, uh, and then the injury bug just hit and it's kind of went downhill. So. Um, I think they're in a good spot. You're going to rest up during the bye week. They're going to uh, get some guys back. The defense is, is, is coming together. I think the offense will get it ironed out. And we get five games against teams that are winnable. Uh, the Jets are going to be a tough out. They're a division opponent. But you get five. You get two games against them. You get the Commanders. You get the Raiders. And you get the Titans. And these are all teams that are um, struggling or – tanking or whatever you want to call it. So Miami has a chance to, to, to make some hay here and, you know, it's a loss, but we'll get over it. Six and three. Let's go. I, I get, I get all your points, Duke. I do. And I'm not necessarily disagreeing with you or Ron on this, but my issue with the whole thing is that to some extent we, even though I, I, I was the only one in that whole show to pick Kansas city to win both times, both pregame and during <clears throat> means to I lose. Picked, Kansas City to win. Oh, Kansas City to win. I yeah, picked Kansas okay. City to win. And so I are was pr- Are you proud of yourself? Look what you did. I hate myself. I don't <laughs> like I don't I have to always but I always have to be honest about it. I have to be like, okay, I don't think Miami's gonna win this game. But I was expecting at the very least an offensive shootout. If the defense had not played well in this game, I would have not really stressed it because I expected this. But now I'm not unhappy with how the defense played, obviously they completely shut down Kansas city in the second half. That is ridiculous. Cause it's still Patrick Mahomes, a quarterback. You can never really expect that they yeah. shut down Travis Kelsey all day. So maybe there really is something to that stat that Taylor Swift has to be in the stands in order for him to have any kind of impact at all. So who knows, but either way I'm looking at this team and I'm thinking, it seems like the, the, the offense is taking a step back. And the defense is taking a step forward. It, 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 do you remember those old complaints that we used to have about how 
the, the, the two units can never be good in tandem. It's always either the defense is awesome and the offense sucks or the offense is awesome and the defense sucks. There is no in-between when it comes to Miami. That's most teams. So look, Kansas City right now, they got one of the best defenses in the league. They've had one of the best offenses over year, over the years or recent years. And now look at them. They're kind of stuck in the same thing. I think, I think every team kind of goes through this. It's, it is really tough in the NFL to play a complete game in all three phases, meaning special teams too, for 60 minutes. Like you hear coaches preach this. It almost never happens. You know what happens when it does happen? When you when you click on almost all cylinders on all three phases of the game, you you score you beat somebody seventy to twenty or some crap like that. And how often does that happen? Like three times in the history of the league. It's just really tough to do. It's it's just about coming together at the right time. I, that's just, that's honestly, it's about number one. Do you have what it takes to to put it together? Do we believe that Miami has the offense that's good enough? to take us to a Super Bowl. Yes or no? Lewis. Good enough offense to go to a Super Bowl. If everything is working, yes, but well, that's that's, that's every team though. That's every team. Good enough offense, enough offensive talent, good enough play caller, good enough coaching uh Duke. Yes. Okay. Defensively, do we feel like we have enough talent that that defense could wouldn't be a, a hinder a hindrance to us? trying to get to the Super Bowl. I think I think now at this point the way they're playing, yes. Yeah. So there you go. There you go. So it's a matter about putting it together at the right time. We're still going to have ebbs and flows during the season as well. We're going to probably go blow out the Raiders maybe hopefully. Hopefully we beat the Jets. They do have the a Raiders are being coached. The Raiders are being coached by Antonio Pierce. They've already fired their head coach, Josh McDaniels. Yeah, I don't no, know if that's going to be an upgrade know, but, or not. And but then I, they uh, go out and get a, a, a pretty decisive win with Pierce. Am I am I not mistaken? Did, did they, they did, did they beat somebody? They win this, yeah, did they win this past week? Or was I wrong? I wasn't paying attention to what the Raiders. I don't know me neither. <laughs> if anybody I, I wants was, to look that up, but. Uh, uh, yeah, wrong. but okay, but okay, wait, but hold on, they beat the Giants. Yeah, yeah, so exactly, exactly. The Giants but, have three. No, what I'm saying though is, I've never heard of any of them. We're we're gonna go get a win against the Raiders. Probably gonna go get one against the Jets. I, I haven't even looked past who we play after that. Um, we honestly. get Washington. We yeah, get Washington. The Titans. Uh, Titans on Monday Night Football, and then we get the Jets again. And then after that, it's Dallas at home, Baltimore, and Buffalo at home, and that's the season. Yeah, there you go. And we're a good home team. I'm telling you, this we're, we're we're we haven't played a good team at home yet. Let's talk about that. We can talk about all these all these teams that have these quote unquote good wins that keep doing it at home. I mean, they're they're not facing the 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 best of the best on the road. And usually, if they are Dallas, they're losing. You know, but you know, that's it's what's happening, right? Where was the, the Buffalo games? Cincinnati game? Was that in Cincinnati it's or in, in Buffalo? Cincinnati. Thank you. There you go. So it's we're not the only team that's going through this, Lewis. That's what I'm saying. We're not the only team. It it feels like we're only focused on the Dolphins because we're Dolphins fans, but we're not the only team going through this. The the same situation. It just it's what happens. Why almost nobody ever goes undefeated. It's why it's so hard to do. Right? You're just gonna have ebbs and flows throughout the season. It's a matter of do you have the talent? Do you have the coaching? And can you put it all together at the right time? And, and I, one and two, yes, we have. Three, we'll find out. And one of the things to mention there, 
Um, you talk about Miami had a kind of a tough schedule to begin with. They have three road games the rest of the season. So they're six and three. They've got, uh, what is that, eight games left, three on the road. That's the Jets, uh, the Ravens, which will be a tough game, and then they have uh, the Commanders. So two of those road games are against teams you Miami should be favored. Um, I'm reading the question there. Uh, um, the answer is the, the Super Bowl, baby. Aaron well, asked the, for, <laughs> that's for, the for, answer. For those who those for those who are listening on the three yards uh, feed, Aaron Anders asking, "What is the next prove it game for the Dolphins to try to shut people up?" I mean. Tua can be holding up the Lombardi trophy and somebody's going to be like, is Tua good enough to win a Super Bowl? So <laughs> we're just, that that's not going to happen. But the next game to really shut them up, I think will be the Jets uh, because it's a division opponent and they're not a good team, but they're a really good defense. And if the Dolphins can go out on the road against a very good defense and put up 30 points or, you know, 35 points or, or have a good game like that, uh, I think that'll silence some people because I don't think people think the Jets are a great team, but they were expected to be a Super Bowl contender. Yeah. But that was with, with Aaron Rodgers. With Aaron Rodgers. So you kind of figure our defense is going to do what they can do against Zach Wilson. But the defense was what their strong point. So the the Oakland Oakland Raiders, Las Vegas Raiders, <laughs> uh, it's, it's going to be Oakland. It's going to be San Diego. I apologize up front. <laughs> so – can almost um, say L.A. Raiders and get away with it. L.A. Raiders, yeah, I remember those days. The um, the Jets have a really good defense. The Raiders are not very good. In fact, that game might be a shutout. Um, you've got Aiden O'Connell is going to be their starter probably the rest of the way. Maybe Rookie. if he doesn't get hurt first. Well, assuming he's assuming he's healthy, I think he's 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 going to be the guy. A late round rookie uh, against this defense. Their defense is not very good. Um, so the Jets are going to be the next game. If the Dolphins – now, if they win that game, you know, 14 to 10, people are going to be like, eh, well, you know, you're you're not doing good against these these great defenses. If they go out and put up 30 points, it'll be a different thing. So that's, that's the answer to that. But they get three – they have three road games the rest of the season out of eight games. So five games at home. Two of those are against good opponents, the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills. So they've got a, they've got a good chance to finish this season with a minimum of – say five losses. So 12 and five. I mean, when's the last time Miami's won 12 games? It's been, I don't remember it's been, yeah. it's been a hot minute. So yeah, maybe not in my adult life. It's, and, it's been since the nineties. Uh, yeah. Cause I think the best record they've had since, since Y2K was uh, <laughs> 11 and five in 2008. Um, so yeah, it's been a while since they've won 12 games. And that's a possibility. Um, so, you know, it sucks that we lost this game. It sucks in the fact that we had we had a chance to win the game. And we kind of shot ourselves in the foot. It wasn't like Kansas City, you know, well, Patrick Mahomes makes this play that nobody else can make. And, and you just you tip your cap for that kind of stuff. No, it's like we shut them down and we had chances. And it sucks that we did that. But the the the, the pathway is there for, for Miami not only win the division, but uh, you know, getting a good spot to make some to do some damage in the playoffs. Nineteen ninety was the last time we won twelve games. <sighs> so I was, I was correct yet. when I said not in my adult life. I was literally. not even born yet. Yeah, we have won double digit games. Um, one, two, three, 
for five times since 2000. And three of the four, uh, three of those five were from 2000 to 2003. 11 and 5, 11 and 5, 9 and 7, 10 and 6. Since then, we have had double digit wins. Uh, we have our 11 and 5 in 08, as you said, 10 and 6 in 2016. Gase's first year, 10 and 6 in 2020. That was what uh, Flores' second year, correct? Yeah. And then that's been it. That's been uh, where we are. So, I mean, I'm, I, you know, I try to tell a friend of mine this. He's like you, Lewis. Same old dolphins. No, I didn't say that. Hold on, hold on. Whoa, 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 whoa. But it sounds like it. It's the same kind of griping. Sorry, I understand it's not the same words. It's the same kind of griping. I try to tell him, man, let let's step back for a minute. And I know we all want to win the Super Bowl. We want to win a playoff game. We want to win the Super Bowl. I get that. I understand we'll be disappointed if we don't get to a Super Bowl. I know that's the hope and aspirations of the Dolphins and, and their fans. Man, I'm just sitting back too and enjoying this ride. We have probably the best coach we've had uh, since Jimmy Johnson, maybe, right? I don't know if, you know, maybe some people liked Juan's dad. I, I don't know. I think he kind of just rode the coattails of some of the stuff that Jimmy did from a, a person, you know, personnel wise. We have definitely the best quarterback we've had since Dan Marino. I, I don't know if that can be debated. We have some of the best offensive talent on this team and exciting personalities too. A lot of exciting personalities. We're getting a lot of attention. I don't mind it. We're going to be on hard knocks here in a few weeks, whenever that gets started. I like it. I know a lot of people don't No, I like it. Uh, I just, I'm just enjoying the ride right now too. It's not just about the destination. I'm enjoying the journey, so to speak. And uh, I just think you got to kind of sit back because you know, we're just so everybody's just so caught up on. Oh, we got to win playoff games. Oh, we got to get to the AFC Championship game. Oh, we got to get to the Super Bowl. Man, like enjoy enjoy what's happening right now with this Dolphins. That that, that we're a good team. That we have an exciting offense. That the defense is looking like it could really come around. And I, I just think it is. And it's just so much so much fun to be a Dolphins fan right now. So much more fun than it's been in such a long time, such a long time since I've had this much fun being a Dolphins fan that I just, I'm not going to let losses ruin my day, ruin my week, ruin my season. I want to enjoy this because before you know it, it's, you know, you're going to go through some kind of lull, maybe not, you know, not this year, probably not next year, probably, but at some point things are going to happen. You're going to go through some kind of lull and it's not going to be as exciting. It's not going to be as much fun. So relax, enjoy it. We'll see what happens. We don't know how well they do. We don't know if they'll go to the playoffs and lose or win the Super Bowl. You know, anything's possible. It's part of what makes it fun. But don't get yourself so stressed out that you can't even enjoy what's happening because what you're going to do is you're going to three, four, five years from now, during some kind of lull, you're going to look back at this season and think, man, those were some fun times, right? But if you spent your entire time stressing out and being mad that they couldn't do this or they didn't do that, you're not, you know, it's kind of just frustrating yourself for no reason. So sit back, enjoy the ride, enjoy the journey, and let's just have fun. Enjoy being a Dolphins fan right now because it's one of the better times in my life. And definitely, the to me, the best time since I'm enjoying being a Dolphins fan now than I have since I was a kid and I had a little Merino jersey 
and I thought Marino was God. Okay. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's how I was as a kid. And this is the most fun I, and now I'm pushing 50 and I'm enjoying myself. Like almost like I was a kid again. And I, I just love it, man. I love it. I love what's happening. I know I sound just like some, one of those like silly fans. I'm not normally like this. Right. But uh, I'm just, I'm just enjoying it. Uh, I, I want to win the Super Bowl too. Trust me. That would be a great way to top off a season this much fun, but I'm just, just got to relax a little bit. I think everybody needs to sit back, relax and enjoy being a Dolphins fan right now. Yeah. And I, I don't want to be one of those guys to tell people how to, how to fan. Uh, but you know, constant negativity and constant, I mean, there's, you can always be critical of your team, but just the constant criticism, constant negativity is, it's like an anchor that just weighs you down. I mean, being a fan should be fun. Um, I mean, there, there are a lot worse fan bases, I guess, in terms of what they've suffered through. Um, I mean, not, not not over the last twenty years, except uh, for maybe Detroit. Uh, Detroit, I was gonna say Detroit. Detroit is number one up they, there. I mean, the Browns. <laughs> Besides I mean, Detroit, Cleveland lost the team and didn't even have a team for years. Um, so they've also won a playoff game in the last. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Playoff what, game. five years and we haven't won one in how many? 22? So, but I, I agree. It, you know, it's it's a fun time. We can enjoy being a Dolphins fan. And and even even though sometimes the game doesn't go your way, I mean, it, it, Miami wasn't going 17 and 0, 20 and 0, or whatever you want to say. But yeah, they were going to face some adversity, and this is some adversity, and it's going to make them tougher. It's going to make them stronger. It's going to make them a better team. They're going to go back in the film room. They're going to watch this and say, okay, well, this is what we need to do here. When this team plays us like this, and you know, everybody wants to say, well, this team's shown the blueprint on how to beat Miami's offense. Well, what does Mike McDaniel do? Get back in the lab and say, we're going to come up with these counters to their counters to our original stuff. Uh, and not to forget, we've got a, a four, three running back. who's averaging like four miles per carry coming back off IR. He's going to be there n the next few weeks. So we're going to get an even more reinforcements. Um, some questions on the offensive line, but you get Robert Hunt back. He's going to be there. Uh, Austin Jackson is no longer a liability. Right, he's playing he's very good football. Really, you get, yeah. you get Teron Armstead back. Um, you've got Kendall Lamb, who's his backup, who has been playing outstanding as the reserve left tackle. If I'd have told you back in June that uh, Kendall Lamb was going to be playing meaningful minutes for much of the season, uh, you'd probably been pulling your hair out and saying, "Woe is me! It's all it's lost. Cancel the season." Uh, and so. Um, even Liam Eikenberg, right, playing at center hasn't been an abysmal failure. So uh, lots and lots of positives to take from this, especially in the bye week. We can kind of step back. We've got a week of football where it's not going to be stressful. And even though I'm enjoying it, Ron, it's stressful. 
to watch the Dolphins because <laughs> I, I, I will be perfectly honest. I do not. I, I see these commercials of people in like their their man caves or whatever, and they're watching the game, their respective games, and they're sitting somewhere. And I'm like, how do you do that? How do you sit and enjoy the game? I cannot. I stand. I, I can't sit down. I'm too nervous. I have to. I have to stand up and watch the even the Denver game. Of course, much much of that was like I'm excited to watch this this kind of stuff happen. But for the most part, I'm standing the entire game. So um, my my nerves do not let me settle down and enjoy it on the couch. But uh, aside from that, we get a stress-free weekend of football. We'll see how it all plays out. Uh, We've got a good schedule coming up of some winnable games that can get the Dolphins into double-digit wins, put themselves in position to win the division. And that's where you start, right? We've got to win the division. And – we're a game up on Buffalo. I don't know how many games up over um, uh, the Jets. What are they? Three and five, four and four. I don't know what the record. I think, is. I thought they were three and. F- I don't know. I, I think I think it four was, and five something like I, that. I didn't watch. Sure. I didn't watch the Monday Night Mid Off, so I didn't. Um, <laughs> care about Me neither. That. So um, that's funny. So uh, I <clears throat> I had other stuff going on. So uh, but we're, again, we're in a good spot. So. And Lewis, I understand your 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 trepidation. I think we're all kind of there. There's that little gnawing feeling deep down. It's like, all right, is this going to, you know, surely at some point Charlie Brown went to kick the football and he knew she's going to pull it out from under me again. But I'm going to do it because it's not really going to happen this time. And then it did. And we all Jet, got the Jets are four and four. By the Jets way. are four and four. Okay. So, so, yeah, both teams are now four and four that played the other night. Uh, the Patriots are out of it. Um, so, oh, that's no. a shame. I feel so bad for him. Yeah. What's that? What's that meme? <laughs> oh no. Anyway. Yeah. So, uh, uh, that's it's the Jerry Seinfeld meme. Yeah. That's oh, a shame. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the Dolphins are in a good place. I mean, I'm not. I'm not arguing the Dolphins are not in a good place by any available metric. The Dolphins are having a fantastic season. I'm not going to take that away from them, but there is that concern for me that it feels like as soon as they face a team that's more on their level they level down. Like I want to see them like, I want to see them play. I I don't need to see a blowout of a good team. I just need to see them play consistent. It feels like as soon as they face off against a team that's on their level, all those issues with execution, with mistakes, with it's all been road 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 game related. We have played on the road against bad teams and our execution and our mistakes and those errors do not exist. Those are not we're superiorly is like we have superior Ron, talent to those. Hold teams. on. That's no, 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 Ron. Whether we're placing a bad team or a good team does not affect whether or not Tua is going to fumble a snap or Connor Williams is going to make a bad snap or whatever the case may be. Well, I'm those just are referring more to the offensive communication on the road in hostile environments. It's definitely an issue. I know it's something they're trying to work on. The bye, the bye week is coming at a great time because I think it's opened their eyes that they have an issue there. Um, and they'll figure out, in my opinion, they'll figure out a way to fix it. They have been pretty good, save a couple things last year. McDaniel has been pretty good at figuring out solutions to problems in games and in seasons many times. I I have a lot of faith that they're going to figure that out whatever it is that's going on there and i'm you know smarter people than i could speak to it more specifically whatever's happening there on the road in these hostile environments against good teams with the offensive communication and the play calling and all the timing 
issues or because this offense is so predicated on exact timing. It's it's extreme. It makes it makes it harder to defend, but then it also makes it easier to mess up because it's so intricate and there's so many moving pieces. I, I know they're going to figure it out. I, I I know that they are. So uh, I'm not I'm not super concerned about. It. I like that. I like that we're also facing a lot of the good teams that we will maybe eventually face. We're getting to see them once now. Like we've seen Buffalo. And then we're going to see Buffalo again, and I bet we play much better. I, I expect, especially at home, I expect we're going to play much better. If we see Kansas City again, even if it's on in Kansas City, like we're going to play better. McDaniel's going to have something, you know, something different. He's going to know better what to do. Uh, if we made it to the Super Bowl and played Philly, guess what? We're going to know better what to do. If we meet the Ravens in the playoffs, we play them during the season. We're going to know better what to do. Uh, so that's also a good advantage as well is that we're playing something we could play Buffalo in the, in the playoffs like we did last year. So um, those are also good things too. And I think McDaniel's pretty good at figuring things out. I mean, look, he played Buffalo twice the year before or, and then in the playoffs, he has to play him with uh, Skylar Thompson and he still almost figured out how to score enough to win the game. Right. And, uh, and a lot of that was coaching. Now there was coaching issues in that game too, but then a lot of those coaching issues have gone away this year. A lot of the problems they had last year have gone away this year. Now they have some new problems. So now you have some new things to solve. And I know that they will figure out ways to solve them. I just The season's a journey, man. Ebbs and flows, ups and downs, like a roller coaster. Just how most teams' seasons are. I, there's always going to be that one team that goes ham and loses like two games, et cetera, et cetera. And a lot of times that's not the team that wins the Super Bowl. You know, it not it always it isn't always doesn't always work that way. So I'm not I'm not freaking out. I'm not worried about it. Well, I'm not at freak out moment right, mode yet, but I am concerned. But I'm gonna go ahead and we'll uh we're gonna go ahead and let's uh, get into some of the tweets. As for anybody who hasn't listened to this before and is listening on three yards per carry, the reason this is called Pulse of Finns Nation is because we take the pulse of Finns Nation. So in order to do that, we have to ask, hey, how is Finns Nation feeling about all this? So I've got a bunch of tweets and I'm about to pull up read them live here. So when we'll uh, give our thoughts to these tweets in at hand. So this one comes from Jace at double O Jace. It's zero zero Jace. It's the halfway point. We have not played our best football yet. The offense lacks patience. It never takes the easy stuff. Every conversion is like at the level of 10. Too many gimmicks and not enough hard-nosed football. So that's actually a concern that I had brought up previously during the post-game show is that I feel like the Dolphins, whenever they face, not even, it's not even a good team, just a I think Lewis is having some internet issues. Possibly. Uh, um, so while Lewis, you're frozen right now. I don't know if you can hear us, but um, I'll kind of speak. I don't know. I'll speak to it a little bit. The Dolphins' offense is not a hard nose, smash mouth, line them up and and run between the tackles type of offense. That's just not how we're going to be. It's finesse. It's timing. It's precision. It's as simple as that. This person has to run their route exactly this way. They have to cut it off exactly at three and a half yards or eight and a half yards or whatever it is. Tua has to throw the ball right at this time in this spot. 
that is how their offense is. That is not changing. We're not suddenly going to be like, oh, we're playing the Ravens. We're going to line up and smash out these guys. That's never happening. We have to win in the way that our team is designed to win. Our offense is designed to win with the players that we have. Period in a story. That's my opinion on it. All right. So am I back? Am I back? Yes, you're back. You're back. I just didn't want a bunch of too much dead space. So I thought I'd start talking. You know, the one thing I do. No, uh, how long was I bad? Because I like I was eh, like three or four seconds, but it was long enough in a podcast to be uncomfortable. Okay, got it. So (laughs) I guess I get I'm I'm hooked up to my regular Wi-Fi now, the Wi-Fi I'm actually paying for now. So I guess uh, I guess the Xfinity tech did a good job so far. We'll see how long it lasts. Were you uh, were you hooked up to your neighbor's Wi-Fi before? No, the like when you pay for Xfinity (laughs) Wi-Fi, you get a free hotspot to go with it. Holly and I have been using that because it's more reliable than the Wi-Fi itself which is really sad but so far it seems gotcha. to be working so we'll uh we'll uh we'll see how long that lasts understood but uh in any case but i i get what i get what you're saying about the dolphins never i, I don't think they're going to necessarily be a physical football team i'm not saying they're gonna they have On to defense, abandon i think they can be i, I don't not i don't maybe i don't need them to abandon their roots per se but what i need them for them to do is i need them to find a strong counter for this and so far we have played if arguably three really physical football teams and all three times we have lost Philly is physical. Buffalo is physical and Kansas city, at least on defense. Yes, they are physical. And all three times we have not been able to overcome it. So the concern, this is where my concern on offense comes from. If you want to talk about giving the blueprint on how to defeat the Miami dolphins, You've seen it three times now. All you have to do is give Tyreek and Jalen Waddle a shove at the line of scrimmage, blow off their uh, route for just a second or two, and already the play is going to be in serious trouble. So that's where I feel like they need to find some way of countering that. If they know they're going to be facing a team that wants to get physical and wants to get up in your face, they have to find a way of beating it, and I don't know if they have yet. Well, I think some of it is they can't do all the things on the road in a hostile environment that they want to do, um, that they can do at home in a quieter environment. A lot of that has to do with the way they call the plays and the way they they call the motions, et cetera, et cetera. And again, I, I don't have the specifics to all this. So they have to figure out a way to do everything they want to do in situations where it's 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 not uh, a great place to do that, right? So I, I know they'll figure that out. Like they're gonna figure that out. So I'm like I like I said before, I'm not worried. But that's that's I think is the biggest issue. They just can't do they can't do everything exactly how they can do it at home in a quieter environment, and they have to figure out a way around that. Now they've seen it three times, and they know it's a problem. So they'll figure out how to fix it. Well, and one of the things to point out there, too, is a lot of that you have to win up front. Even if you're not a a smash-mouth football team, you have to win the line of scrimmage. And the three winning teams that they've lost to, um, they've played – they had the backup center for two of those games um, against very strong defensive fronts. And in this game against the Chiefs, they had – uh, two backup guards playing uh, on the line of scrimmage. So, and the two guards that they have are not to the athletic caliber that Isaiah Wynn and Robert Hunt are. So, if you can get guys in there that, if you can, I, th- I think if Robert Hunt's in that game, 
there's a little bit, maybe a little bit better running the football. Um, and, and that plays a lot of it into it. And I, I don't want to say, well, if Robert Hunt's in there, they definitely win the game. No. There was a lot of other miscues, but he changes the way you can do some things offensively in the run game. There are other points that he can get to on the second level that maybe Lester Cotton or Robert Jones can't get to because they lack Robert, uh, Robert Hunt's athleticism. So I think if you can kind of, if you get, get most of your health back on the offensive line, um, that, that changes some things. And I think the timing is there with, with, with Liam Eikenberg, with the snaps, with, um, I want to say there was a snap maybe against the Patriots where there would have been a fumble, but there was a timeout or something called, uh, it might've even been against the chiefs. It would have been a, a bad play. Um, but there was like a penalty or a timeout or something that, that caused, um, a bad snap to not mean anything. So they got to work on those things. And I think they could work on some concepts, but uh, to kind of counter that, you know, uh, maybe run a little more power plays or something in there to kind of mix things up. But I think the health on the offensive line is going to dictate a lot of that. So um, you get most of your guys back. Um, you're you're going, you know, the left guard position is going to be in flux now, but if you got Armstead back, Williams back, Hunt back, and the way Jackson's playing, you've got uh, you can mitigate a lot of that, and it's going to affect the run game, and that's where this offense is based that off. Uh, and, and the tweet mentioned, you know, a lot of conversions seem like they're they're very hard conversions, but I remember earlier in the season, you know, Miami was you know on first and ten getting eight yards, ten yards, sixteen yards, stuff like that. So um, there was, I think one game they didn't really have a lot of third down conversions because they kept getting getting first downs on first and second down so uh, i'm, I'm going to go with the idea that we need uh improvement in the terms of health and staying healthy on the offensive line and that's going to affect a lot of it, that kind of stuff because even if you look back at a lot of um you know mike shanahan with the zone blocking they're not necessarily going to outpower you they're just going to outposition you on the offensive line and it's hard to do that when you don't have your best players in there. So you get your best players on the offensive line. They're going to win a lot of those matchups. You're going to see Mostert running the ball better, A-Chan running the ball better. And, uh, and, and the offense will feel more back to normal. All right. If I could just add one more piece to that. Uh, I want to think about the improvement that Eichenberg made at center from – the first game or two he played, I think the first game he played, what was against Buffalo? I mean, he, yeah, he that's played, tough. He, he, he didn't play great. Denver, yeah. uh, he came in the game in Denver and started against Buffalo. Yeah, he started against Buffalo. That was his first start at center. Um, he's And it wasn't great at first, but it got better as he went on. Uh, Cotton and, well, Jones not now, but uh, Lester Cotton is going to get better i don't know who who we're gonna play at guard i guess liam eichenberg right will be at guard with cotton i suppose with jones out and hunt out uh those guys are getting more um more cracks at it more attempts more snaps and they're going to continue to get better because clearly butch barry knows how to coach offensive linemen clearly he does so let's let's give those guys a chance to get better too and then guess what Later in the year when it really matters, playoffs, etc. If those guys have to come in and take meaningful snaps, boy, we'll be glad 
they got a chance to get this work in now, even if it costs us some now, right? If it costs us in the, it costs us the lot, you know, if we lose the Kansas City game because our guard play wasn't where it could be, right? Let's just say that was the reason I'm not saying it was. But then all of a sudden, these guys are getting more work in and come playoff time, somebody goes out and these guys have to take meaningful snaps and they're way better than they would have been in the playoffs. That's worth it. You know, let's, uh, we got to kind of put it in perspective there. So I like, that these guys are getting work. I don't like that we're not healthy, that Wynn and Hunt are out, but I like that these guys are getting work. And if the Dolphins didn't trust these guys to play, they wouldn't be there in those positions because all these guys, because you don't want to lose in the NFL. You're not, it's not Mr. Nice Guy. Trust me. They would not be there playing these roles, playing these spots. If the Dolphins coaching staff didn't have faith that they could figure it out and start to put it together. All right, so um, let's go ahead and get to the uh, next comment here. This one comes from Lil' Kim. She's been following for a long time. I really wanted the win on Sunday, but they shut out Kansas City the second half and really only let Kansas City score 14 points, not counting Tyreek Fumble. Just wish they got out to a fast start. Not buying the media's narrative. Been a fan for 53 years. Ride until I die. Fins up. Okay, I can appreciate uh, I can f- I appreciate Kim's enthusiasm. And of course, Nancy right underneath her uh, is like, given the applause there both of them have been a uh, serious dolphins fans on the twitter sphere for a very long time but i mean i can appreciate what she's talking about getting off to a fast start i feel like it's something that miami needs to do more often if you can if you can make that first drive consistently result in a touchdown i honestly this is something that we've t- i think ethan has talked about this um on other shows too and i honestly feel like that even though it goes against the modern conventional wisdom I personally would like to see the Dolphins take the ball first on purpose in future contests. Because back in the day, I don't know if you guys are, you guys probably remember this better than I do, but at the very least, it felt like the common consensus was that you would want the ball first. You want to set the tone on offense. You want to try to score first, get in the lead early. And then somewhere in the late 2000s, everybody started to. And everybody started to defer like, no, actually, you can have the ball first. We'll go ahead and we'll just take the ball in the second half after everything has gotten a chance to get adjusted and settled, which, again, I get the logic. I do. But if you're the Miami Dolphins and you want to set your best foot forward, I would think you would want to make sure that you get some points on the board before the other team. So that way they have to play from behind rather than the other rather than the Miami Dolphins. I that's I honestly want to see Mike McDaniel go against the grain just once to see what would happen because I don't doubt that if they get the ball first before anything else happens that they can go ahead and they can just score they can go they can score 7 points and then put the other team in a hole early just get it on just get it over with that sort of a thing so I don't know what you guys think about that No I I prefer the opportunity like let's say you're down 14 points with two minutes left in the first half. You can theoretically catch back up without the other team even having the ball. And and that's probably, or let's say you're tied. You could th- theoretically go up two touchdowns without the other team even having the ball by having scoring a touchdown at the end of the first half and then having it again at the beginning of the second half. That's part. And then it also the analytics kind of dictate that 
the team that gets it in the second half has an opportunity to maybe have one more possession than the other team. And so all the analytics over years and years and years of data all dictate that it's just smarter, <laughs> right? To defer and take it in the second half. Just like, you know, if you're playing blackjack, you get aces or you get eights, you're going to split them every time. It's not about a gut feeling, right? And I'm going to try and beat this dealer. What does the math and the data tell you you should do? Tells you you should always split aces and eights. So you're going to just do it every time because in the long run, it's going to pay dividends. So I believe in analytics and deferring each time if you win the toss. All right. So let's get to the uh, let's get to the next one here. I want to be able to get in as many as we can before we hit the uh, the hour mark. So let's go ahead and pull up uh, another longtime uh, watcher of ours, Mark Berger. I'm still not over it. Of course, we'll always love him and plenty of season left, but we do need a statement game against one of the big teams to not only prove it to fans, critics, analysts, but the players as well. Now, Duke, to your point, you mentioned that the next statement game that the Dolphins could potentially make would be against the Jets. I didn't get a chance to say it earlier, but I disagree with the assessment. And the reason why is simply because just having a good defense is not enough not to be considered a good, a quote unquote, good team. Right. Ronald, what did you say the Jets are? They're currently four and four, four and four. Right. Okay. But all of those games have been won because either Zach Wilson had a Herculean effort way beyond what he normally does, which is bad, like really bad on a regular basis. Or the defense won it for them. Now, for Miami, who right now their defense is coming together, as we've noted, and the offense being obviously, obviously superior to whatever New York can muster right now without Aaron Rodgers. That's why I don't feel like, unless you're talking about, oh, it's just a road game and it's a division game. Okay, fine. That's great. We kicked New England's butt the second time around. That was not, it was a division game, but it wasn't difficult, not even a little bit. And so... We're looking at right now the Miami Dolphins and saying, okay, well, the Jets are the next hard team for them. I disagree because you have a good defense, but that doesn't make you a good football team. Your quarterback is still Zach Wilson. You can't muster an ounce of offense on a regular basis. So that doesn't, that's not enough to be a, considered a statement game for Miami. A statement game in my book would be they beat Baltimore. That's a statement game for Miami. Um. I mean, I know here I'm talking a lot. Well, the Jets I'll just say are... this real... Go ahead, Duke. I'm sorry. Uh, I was going to say the Jets are eighth in scoring defense, which is they're right there. I mean, the, the next the next game with the next team with a winning record will be the Dallas Cowboys. Um, but the Jets, the reason I, I like that is because they were the expectations for that team was that they were a Super Bowl contender, and they're obviously. Not that without Aaron Rodgers, but the expectation existed nonetheless. So this is a team that were like, well, this is, uh, they won what seven games last year on the back of their defense. And that's what Miami has struggled with. They've beaten the bad teams with bad defenses. They've not faced a good defense and won. So what I want to see from that, and I think it's a statement game because it is on the road. It is going to be a standalone game. It's the only game that day. Um, and if they go in there and they win that game, you know, like I said, 10 to 14 or something like that, 
you know, people are going to say, well, they, they won, but the Jets suck on offense, and that's why they won. The Dolphins won. If the Dolphins go in there and score 30 points or 35 points or go in there and, and do something like that, that's a statement because it's going to be the hostile environment. It is a good defense that has – and, you know, that team has put the clamps on some other good quarterbacks. Um, that's, that's what I'm looking for. I want to see Tua and the offense go back out on the road – against a really good defense and put up numbers like we expect them to do. And you do that. And that is a statement because that's saying, Hey, we went into their building against their defense. We know their offense can't do anything but their defense can. And we shut and, and we, and we uh, put it on them. So as much as Tyreek wanted to give them that work this week, that's the next team I want to see him give that work to Let's ta- Let's take it to that jets defense and with sauce Gardner and all the names and all the hype that they have, and, and shut them up. They don't have a good quarterback, and the media has lost faith in New York until Aaron Rodgers gets back. That's so, basically why I feel like they're not going to But count. think about it like this. It's a division game. It's going to be close. But if the Dolphins go up there and they can't score, and it's a close game, and something happens, and heaven forbid the Dolphins lose that game, I mean, what, what kind of narratives are going to come out of that? So, yeah. you know – yeah, I was gonna say quickly because I know we need to start wrapping it up. I, I don't the statement game thing. That's that's I hate to be this way. That's fan crap. I don't care about a statement game. The Dolphins are having a logistical issue running their offense and calling the plays on the road in hostile environments against good defenses. The Jets is the next test for that particular problem, and that's what I care about. I don't really care about what the media and statement games and, oh, we beat a good day. Who cares? I can't spend my entire six days between games listening to Colin Cowherd and Nick Wright. I, I just don't give a crap. You know what I mean? I care about what are the what are the steps the Dolphins are going to take to get to where we all want them to go. That's the reason why that truly is a test. That Jets game on the road against a good defense in a hostile environment. Let's see whatever they're cooking up right now, right? In this bye week, if it takes them where they need to be in that game. All right. To to add to that point, the, the chargers beat them, but Justin Herbert went 16 for 30, 136 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and was sacked five times. So that's what we want to see from Tua. We want to see him do a lot better than that. All right. Fair enough. All right, folks, we're going to go ahead and call it here. Thank you all so much for listening. We will be back next week for more Pulse of Fins Nation. Make sure you haven't already done so. Go to pricepicks.com. Use the promo code 5. That's F-I-V-E. And they will match up to $100 on your initial deposit when you sign up. And, of course, my Nintendo store. If you want to be able to get in on some of these new games that are coming out, just head on over to the links in the description to the YouTube channel right now below, and you can go ahead and get some bonus items for making your order or pre-order. All right. So with all that said, Duke, thank you very much. Ron, thank you very much. I know we didn't get to talk as much as we wanted to, but we could talk all day if we really wanted to, but we got to make sure that we wrap it up under an hour. So once again, we will be back next week. More Pulse of Finns Nation, and Finns Nation is going to be on the Five Reasons Sports Network coming out all the time. Make sure you're tuned in for that. We will see you all next time.